Taiwan has added four new cases to the China Airlines Novotel cluster. One is a pilot, two are the wife and daughter of an infected pilot, and the fourth is a driver employed by the hotel. With airline-related cases piling up, Taiwan has announced an ambitious containment plan that involves recalling all China Airlines pilots for a 14-day quarantine. No matter the circumstances, before they enter the community, relevant personnel will need to complete 14 days of quarantine and test negative for COVID. With the China Airlines outbreak growing, the health minister has announced an ambitious containment plan. It involves testing all of the airline's cockpit crew who will need to complete a 14-day quarantine upon returning to Taiwan. Cabin crew who served long-haul flights and those who came into contact with higher-risk pilots will also need to quarantine for 14 days. Crew will be categorized as lower risk and higher risk, and the two groups will be prohibited from flying together. There may be multiple viruses at play, so we have to adopt the strategy of sequestration from the community. Of course, this will have a great impact on the China Airlines flights and on our cargo transport. To thwart community transmission, the CECC will impose a 14-day quarantine on crew, who previously only did five days of quarantine with nine days of enhanced self-health management. The health chief said China Airlines handles a quarter of domestic freight and that the containment plan will have a great effect on freight operations and costs. But he said the measures were necessary to stop the virus. I think that an impact on flights will be unavoidable, but we are working hard to mitigate it. We will not allow a breakdown in domestic industry chains or any aspect of freight shipping. China Airlines accounts for a considerably high proportion of Taiwan's inbound and outbound freight. At present, China Airlines is in a situation where more than 300 of its pilots are unable to fly. So this is the answer. Overseas, when there's an airline that's handicapped, other airlines will step in. In response to the government's containment plan, China Airlines has issued a statement emphasizing that its first adjustments will be to cargo flights. It said that over the short term, these adjustments will affect import and export volume as well as delivery times. Some passenger flights will also be cancelled. State-subsidized vaccines were opened up on Monday to Taiwan's next priority group, numbering 3.7 million people, and namely service members and people 65 years and older. At New Taipei's Far Eastern Memorial Hospital, the vaccine center was much busier than usual as older adults walked in from other clinics to get a COVID vaccine. Even before 9 o'clock Monday morning, people are already in line to pick up their forms. They're all here for an AstraZeneca vaccine. Look close and you'll find that the room is filled with older adults. On Monday, the state-funded vaccine program widened eligibility to the 7th and 8th priority groups, that is, service members and people 65 and older. The nurse inserts the needle and gives a gentle reminder. Although this man is here of his own volition, he still fears the vaccine side effects. Another man asks where he can get his hands on some anti-fever drugs. If you come down with a fever, where would you get medication for it? Sometimes you end up with a fever and some dizziness. If you have a fever, you need an antipyretic. Getting vaccinated is good for the self and good for others, isn't that right? It's for safety. It's so that people won't be afraid. After you get vaccinated, people will be less afraid of you. With local cases mounting, many are getting vaccinated for peace of mind. But doctors warn it can take 12 days for the body to build immunity. So it's important to stay careful after vaccination, they say.
After starting to administer AZ in March, Far Eastern Memorial Hospital has vaccinated more than 3,600 people, two-thirds of whom paid for their shot out of pocket. On Monday, just days after the hospital announced its walk-in clinic for older adults, some 60 people turned up at 9 a.m. to get vaccinated. The hospital said the interest far exceeded its expectations. They made the arrangements right on site. Frankly speaking, this is quite a turnout. Vaccines are the most important solution we have to our problem. Older adults are the highest risk group when it comes to COVID-19. We advise that people consider getting an AstraZeneca vaccine in keeping with the advice of the CECC. Doctors say that even one dose of the AstraZeneca vaccine can confer up to 86% protection, according to a South Korean study. Although that's short of 100%, it could be enough to make a difference. The U.S. has updated its guidance on how COVID-19 spreads, stating that the virus can spread even beyond 6 feet, or 1.8 meters, of social distance indoors. Previously, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention had emphasized that most infections are spread through close contact, not airborne transmission. A Taiwan virologist said Monday that he agreed with the revised guidance. He said that even 10 meters of distance may not be enough in an enclosed space, and that the key is not social distance, but proper ventilation. On the MRT, everyone keeps their masks firmly on. Taiwan's health authorities advise people to maintain one meter of social distance outdoors and 1.5 meters indoors. But in its latest guidance, the U.S. CDC says that even 1.8 meters of social distance may not be enough. I get quite uneasy. I try to keep away from places with lots of people and with poor ventilation. We shouldn't worry so much in Taiwan. With such a small chance of contagion, there's no need to increase our mental burden or to estrange ourselves from one another. The U.S. CDC's latest guidance emphasizes that COVID can be spread through aerosolized particles that can travel distances beyond 6 feet, or 1.8 meters. And according to Taiwan experts, tiny infected droplets can pass through face masks. If you're in prolonged contact with an infected person who is 1.8 meters away, even if they're wearing a face mask, you might get infected anyway, because there will be some small airborne particles that won't be blocked by the face masks. Say there are aerosols in the air. Even if you are 10 meters away, it's no use. You can still get infected. That's right. But that's under the condition that you are in an enclosed space. The virus can stay airborne for several hours. Dr. Huang says maintaining social distance is one important countermeasure. Airing out indoor spaces is also key. Air out the space four to six times every hour. You must abide by two principles when doing so. One is, the air you bring in should be from the outside. You can't have the same air circulating. If you don't bring in outside air, then you have to use an air filter. Taiwan authorities haven't commented on whether new guidelines are on the way. But experts say that in any case, ventilation is crucial in enclosed spaces. That, along with maintaining proper personal hygiene, can keep infection risk at a minimum. Taiwan shares closed slightly lower on Monday as rotational buying saw traders cutting their tech stocks. The weighted index closed down 0.29% at 17,235 points, dragged by the semiconductor sector. Analysts expect tech stocks to gradually rebound as earnings reports come out for April. 
On Monday, TSMC announced record April revenue of $111.3 billion NT dollars, representing growth of 16% year-on-year. Honghai also announced its best-ever earnings for the month. Revenue stood at over $500 billion NT dollars, 31.4% higher than the same period last year. Taoyuan's Shimen Reservoir has dipped to a critical low of 17.1% and could run dry by the end of the month. Taoyuan's mayor said Monday that water rationing will tighten for commercial users, such as car wash businesses, which will be asked to reduce water consumption by 10%. The earth is cracked and bone dry. With water levels in a steady decline, boats have been left stranded on bare ground. As drought deepens south of Taichung, northern Taiwan is seeing concerns of its own. Shimen Reservoir, which supplies New Taipei, Taoyuan and Xinju, was at 17.1% capacity as of 9 a.m. Monday, with just 34.71 million cubic meters of water left. That's the lowest level since 2002, when the reservoir fell to 10.8 million cubic meters. With the dam in its second worst crisis in its 58-year history, officials say it's at risk of running dry by the end of the month. Currently, Taoyuan supports Xinju by supplying 220,000 tons of water every day. Over this half year, we've already cancelled two irrigation periods so that our supply could last longer. We haven't yet entered orange alert, but we're adopting orange alert measures to increase water conservation to 10%. Taoyuan is still under yellow alert, meaning that water pressure is reduced all day long. But Taoyuan Mayor Zheng Wen-chan says the municipality will launch orange alert measures to increase water conservation. The Central Weather Bureau forecasts that the plum rains will come to Taiwan in late May. If the rains arrive on time, it'll go some way to turning around the water shortage. The plum rains and summer typhoons may bring an end to the drought, but Taoyuan's mayor warns that if the rains fail to deliver, much tighter rationing may be in store. Staying on water, the restrictions in many parts of the country show no sign of being rolled back soon. With drought still causing serious shortages, industries that rely on water have to get creative on the two days in five that water is restricted. Water recycling technologies are booming. For one drink shop owner, a revolution in ice making has made all the difference. A store employee scoops up a big ladleful of ice cubes. They're an indispensable part of business for a handshaken drink store. Every 12 minutes, the ice machine freezes new water and produces a sheet of ice cubes. These two machines are working constantly. But in the first week after the water restrictions came in, the store was almost out of water. How come the water tower was empty so fast? It turned out it was because we used so many ice cubes. So we were using almost 6,000 liters of water a day to freeze in the machines. They worked out the ice machines were the top water guzzlers. They're both on for 12 hours a day, and they're not optional. Our water freezer recycles 90% of water, so now in their freezing process, they will use less than 600 liters. This water purifier manufacturer has a solution. They developed a mini version of the circular water cooling systems used in manufacturing, redesigned for use in the drink shop. The circular system reuses the water again and again. For this store, it could save 5,400 liters a day. Our ice machines save 5,400 liters of fresh water a day now. Over 30 days, we save 162,000 liters. On our water bill on tariff number four, one unit of water is 12. 
1.075 NT. So in a month, we can save approximately 2,000 NT on our water bill. This might not sound like big bucks, but in times of drought, every little helps. Recycling water can help make this most precious of resources go around. The Young Designers exhibition is back in physical form this year after going online last year due to the pandemic. This year's event opens on May 14 with the latest in creative student designs. For Muslim News reporter Stephanie Yang gets a preview of this year's show. For a person who has a sudden heart attack, receiving CPR within four minutes can make the difference between life and death. To make it easier for bystanders to give CPR, students from Taipei Tech designed a hydraulic press that can produce twice the force of a human hand. The device called LightAid can save the rescuer's physical energy during CPR and facilitate a more effective rescue. We have a statistic that uh, usually uh, healthy people or uh, rescuers that perform CPR you will usually start to get tired after two minutes and after that the strength to give CPR is usually not effective for uh, rescuing people. Main concept idea is the hydraulic press. Another student invention is this infinity bubble. It's a small enclosed space that can be assembled quickly. Its outer layer uses negative pressure and filtration technology to block viruses. So we hope the structure and the interior and architecture can provide something to prevent the coronavirus. I think the main concept that we provide is uh, flexible and movable to do a, like a bubble structure interior or architecture. This is a HEPA filter, so air coming here and we can do the mechanism to extend, extend the space. So the air filter will be like a different, different layer. So this interior, this, the, the air, is completely clean. The more difficult part of the design work was thinking of how to transport it to affected areas of the world as soon as possible. We thought a lot about shape and form when designing this product. Right now in India, the crisis is most severe. They don't really have a way to protect themselves at home. Due to insufficient medical care, there's no way to achieve true isolation in the hospital, so this bubble house can actually be used for quarantine. It can be quickly transported and it opens when unfolded. When a family member has an infected person, they can live in there. Another team of students designed a sustainable sanitary napkin that can be easily made by women in Uganda, where sanitary products are not always available. Their napkin is made of local agricultural waste. We found two types of fruits. One is banana and the other is pineapple. These two are the most commonly produced fruits of Uganda. The leaves of the pineapples and the trunk of the banana trees are rich in fiber. So you can use this agricultural waste and then use these fibers to make disposable simple sanitary napkins. These students' works were showcased at the National Taipei University of Technology and the Nangang Exhibition Center. These students' works are finalists for a Young Pin Award, which will be handed out at the Young Designers Exhibition. The event will be hosted at Nangang Exhibition Center from May 14th to 17th. For Mosta News, Stephanie Yang, Liu Botong in Taipei.